Hi, I'm Liz Hirschnoff-Tolley, and welcome to Capital Coffee Connection, where we have a wonderful opportunity to sit down with our elected leaders and talk to them not about politics and policy, but about the heart and humanity. So many times people will say, oh, she's just a politician. Oh, mm -hmm. he's just a politician. Mm -hmm. And they kind of refer to politicians and elected leaders as these cutouts. Right. And through this podcast, what I am hoping to do is to dispel that myth and to really bring out these amazing stories because I see and I've gotten to know many elected leaders who are really interesting, incredible people that are working really from their heart and are so mm -hmm. passionate about the work they do. Yeah. And I, I, I mention this each time, the idea of the human genome, where mm -hmm. really all people on this earth, 8 billion plus, are 99.6% the same. Mm -hmm. So there's a 0.4% difference. And the question is, like, what is the difference? And how do we celebrate the difference? And how do we actually enjoy the difference as opposed to mm -hmm. so many times where we are um, fighting and where mm -hmm. we're against each other because we are a little bit different. Right. So... The best part of this podcast is getting to research people, especially new members of the House. Yep. And today, my guest is Nikki Badinsky, and she's from Illinois' 13th Congressional District. Yep. And her district is, uh, she refers to it as a string bean. It's like half of a rainbow. <laughs> and it goes from East St. Louis yep. all the way up to Champaign, Illinois. Yep. And one of the things, some fun facts, because I didn't realize this, which is that East St. Louis which is in Illinois, is directly across the river from St. Louis, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that everybody kind of really recognizes that you're that close. That's true. Um, and Nikki grew up in that district. And there was one more thing. You grew up near Champaign. And Champaign, Illinois has two songs, both called Champaign, Illinois, written by Bob Dylan. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. You're right. So one was written and sung by Carl Perkins. And uh -huh. that one, Carl Perkins is also the guy who wrote Blue Suede Shoes that yeah. of course Elvis Agreed. made even bigger. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because that song, which was back in the 19, 1969, it says, yeah. the first time that I went there, they treated me so fine. Man alive, I'm telling you, I thought the whole damn town was mine. Up in Champaign, I say Champagne, Champagne, Illinois. I certainly do enjoy Champagne, Illinois. And then in 2010, Old 97's the band. That's right redid it and Bob Dylan had completely mm -hmm. different lyrics and those lyrics were just in short no you will not go to heaven you'll go to Champaign Illinois I think they're from Champaign the old 97 yeah yeah so welcome yeah. thank you and um the one thing that I'll just end on is and this was a last fact that I just thought was incredible is that you went to the University of Illinois mm -hmm. which is in Champaign mm -hmm. I know there's a few campuses but the main campus yeah and I didn't realize there were 32,000 students on that campus. Yeah, it's a big one. And you were one of those students. Yes. And once upon a time, you were a young student activist, and you were sitting there in the union looking at leaders and going, I want to make a difference. Yeah. And now, as a congresswoman, you have returned there, and you're actually the person on the stage. And I just feel like giving young people that impetus to get involved. Yeah. And again, we don't talk about politics and we're nonpartisan, but just the idea of reaching out to young people and saying, make a difference, get yeah. involved. That's so right. that's a big way of introducing you and welcoming you. But I just felt like for people to get to know you, because hopefully people all over the country are going to hear this, you're a very special person. Thanks, Liz. And your city and your state, your cities and your state 
are very interesting. Yes, I love my home. So yes. welcome. Thank you. I just, first of all, Liz, thank you for providing this very unique, um, you know, platform for us to kind of talk a little bit about ourselves because you're absolutely right in politics. Sometimes it feels like things have to be condensed to 30 second sound bites. Yeah. And so within that 30 seconds, how does anybody get to know anybody? And so this is such a great opportunity for me to just share a little bit of my path to, to getting me here today and then, you know, some of the things that I care about. So thanks a lot. Well, I'm glad. And I think everybody can have agree that having coffee together is just the best way it's to like just breaking chill bread. and hang out. Exactly. Yes, so. exactly. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. So let's go back to the beginning of Nikki time. Yeah. You have many generations that are from Illinois. Yeah. And you grew up and talk a little bit about it because your parents, I understand they were both in the uh, education, teachers, your father. My, grandma, my grandparents How did that work? were. Yeah. So you, you talked about Champaign and maybe I could take a minute to talk about what a special place that is Love for me. Love to hear it. So my grandparents, uh, my grandmother went to the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign and so did my grandfather. They actually wow. met at the Illini Union cafeteria. My grandfather was actually checking my grandmother out and, um, just <laughs> as, a, as a cashier and she she was a little short of the money she needed to pay for her lunch and he covered her cost and they um they stayed in touch even after she had lunch and and ended up um getting married and having three daughters and amazing they, yeah it's it's amazing and it's just kind of the beginning of why I think the University of Illinois and Urbana-Champaign is so special you know it's not just that my grandparents met there and went to college there and I have to say very uniquely my grandmother went to school at a time when there weren't a lot of women going yeah. to four-year colleges and the fact that she got a degree and she did get a degree in in education she spent um, most of her career in special education my grandfather started his career as a teacher as well and then went on to become a superintendent but they were people that were always committed to the importance of public education mm -hmm. and so I learned a lot from them um, spent a lot of my summers with them very special but the University of Illinois is also where my dad graduated from college um, he worked at Kraft Kraft actually we make all of the mac and cheese um, uh, in Champaign at the craft plant uh, that is right there. That is a plant that my dad worked at when he was working his way through school. Um, and so, um, you know, there's there are great um, companies even beyond just the university's footprint at the in Urbana-Champaign. Yeah. But my aunts, both of my aunts went there. My other aunt was a gymnast. I was a gymnast when I was growing up. Oh, I was going to ask that. That was your yeah, sport when you were growing up. That was my sport. Um, and I was a competitive gymnast through um, even before high school and throughout high school but then gymnastics is unfortunately one of those sports that you can't keep up with when you're 46 years old as I am today <laughs> you eventually become you a little less muscle flexible. memory but you just have a little less yeah a little less flexibility but um you know I followed my aunt into gymnastics and and she did gymnastics at the University right. of Illinois but you're right Liz it is surreal to get the opportunity to represent now the university a lot of people ask me you know where did you become interested in government where right. did you that become was a question I wonder how did you become an activist like yeah. what spurred that and so I actually would say uh, quad day at the University of Illinois quad day at the University of Illinois is actually kind of the big student organization kind of fair and so you can get registered to vote mm -hmm. at quad day but you can also walk around and meet with all of the student organizations on campus Which and is this wonderful is, so they get exposed to everything not one party not one issue but everything that's absolutely right so we have a really big Greek system I was actually not Greek um, at the University 
University of Illinois, I chose to get involved in student government. Right. I chose to get involved in surprise, uh, surprise, and then I'll yeah. tell you shockingly, I was a college Democrat. Um, I became the president of the College Democrats when I was in college, and but I really found my way to those organizations and to activism through Quad Day when I was a freshman. I became involved in a lot of student organizations. And we were at that time really focused on voter registration mm -hmm. because it's just, it's so important. And that's a, that's a, should be a nonpartisan issue. Just the importance of everyone exercising their right to vote making sure that students understand that it's important for them to register on campus and vote for some of the local races that are happening in their um, neighborhoods in their neighborhoods where they live um, and so that that was really something that I worked really hard on when I was in college and and from there ended up doing some really formidable internships I had the opportunity to in, intern for former United States Senator Paul Simon mm -hmm. in his last a legend year in, a legend a legend you know he ran for president he had the bow tie brigades you know he famously wore mm -hmm. a bow tie all the yeah. time um, but in 1996 it was his last year in the United States Senate right. and I had the chance to work for him so those were some of the more formidable um, moments yeah. um, but they all really connect to Champaign-Urbana yeah. Did you ever have any um, of those jobs which were retail or? Oh, yeah. Okay. So give us it. Because I think everybody's like thinks that you kind of just become something and you forget that you work in these places that are maybe not so much fun, but the best experiences and really good learning opportunities. So, yeah. So I was a waitress throughout college. Okay. Um, I loved waiting tables. And it's so funny because I have friends that either they love it or they hated it. I actually loved it because it's a real people skill, you know? I mean, it was kind of, I loved the service industry, being able to kind of meet new people. If you had one kind of sour table, you could go on to the next table and right. they were the most delightful people right. you'd meet all day. So, it, you know, you meet a lot of people and, and it's funny enough that actually really, at a very basic level, the business that I'm in now is really a people business too. It's, it's all about talking to people and, and retail. Because yeah. it's, it's listening to them, hearing what they need and what they want. And how to and, deliver. And how to deliver. But the yeah. listening part, I think, is um, really, really key in a lot of the work that you did and now yeah. you do. Yeah. What is the best advice you ever received? And what is the worst advice you ever received? So I, I would say one of the best pieces of advice and something that I like to continue to talk about is about the importance of being kind mm -hmm. in this business. I think sometimes in the rough and tumble world of politics, kindness can often oftentimes be mistaken as weakness. Yes. I think you can't be tough and still be a kind-hearted person. Yeah. And I think that if we tried to be a little kinder, listen more to some of our colleagues, our colleagues on the same side of the aisle or on the opposite side of the aisle, and try to find the places where we can't agree, I think we'd be getting a lot more done in Washington. Um, and just in life in general. I agree. Um, I think that's transferable to, to anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that something that I, you know, might have disagreed with is, you know, I think that all of our lives and our careers are not linear. You know, I think that my path to running for office wasn't an expected path for me. And so I think sometimes young people are really encouraged to know what they want to do. What's your five-year plan? <clears throat> I'd always be asked that in interviews. I'm yeah. sure you had been too. You know, where do you see yourself in five years? Quite frankly, the honest answer oftentimes is, I don't know, right. you know? And I think it's okay to not know. And I think it's okay to kind of take a path less traveled yeah. um, and not take the linear path sometimes in your life and career. 
um, because ultimately you'll always end up where you're supposed to be. And I also believe that the doors open and mm-hmm. you need to, you have to have guts to go through that door yeah. and something interesting is always on the other side. And it's like kind of like how life is like when yes. you see an opportunity or when you see something to push yourself to try that, because like you said, you can have a very safe life where you don't do that. It's not that interesting perhaps, but no matter what you do in life, if you're always kind of looking for something a little bit different, I think it leads you to interesting places. I could not agree with you more. I mean, I would not have run for office if I didn't agree with you. I mean, that was completely, I saw an opportunity back home uh, knowing that I'm representing now a district that many great Democrats have run, narrowly lost, I knew this was a redistricting year. I knew that the district had a good chance of perhaps getting better. Um, and I ultimately, when I was doing the gut check that yeah. you really do on whether you're going to run or not, I was like, am I going to be okay with not going for this? And if I'm okay with passing up this opportunity, then I'm going to stay. I was working in the White House at the time. I'm going to stay in my good job. There's no reason to leave. Yeah. But if ultimately I would look back and regret not trying um, then I should do it. And I think that's what I ultimately obviously decided is I'd regret not trying. Yeah, I and I'm think it's a I great did. message. Yeah, thank you. It's a you. great message for everybody. Thank um, you. So a couple questions that are a little bit, you know, quicker ones. I mean, you can elaborate, but um, just about you, because I think it's great for people to get to know who you are. Yeah. So um, if you have time, do you exercise? I know you were a gymnast, but what exercise do you do now? So I do. I try to organize or to exercise. I think exercising and physical activity is important, not just physically, but mentally. I do it almost as much just for the mental release right. as I do for trying to stay fit. Um, I worked out this morning. I mean, to be honest, a long walk to me is is perfect. Um, and, and that can be just enough. I really, during COVID though, got into yoga. I, I think yoga is a really great release and it's also really great physical exercise. Um, so I'm a big, I love vinyasa, uh, yoga. And so when I can do that, I try to do that. And then of course, like everybody else during COVID, I got a Peloton and, and I do Peloton too. And I pedal away. And do you listen to me? I I know you're going to listen to this podcast, so we'll get to that Mm -hmm. later. And I'm sure you do listen to podcasts, but I do music what music do you listen to that gets you going because sometimes you do need yeah. loud music that just pushes you yeah I'm still like a, I'm a 90s like baby so like I still love like Madonna but I also still um you know obviously you can never go wrong with Beyonce um I can consider myself even still a Swifty so I think it's just like music that is upbeat and positive I mean that's what I like to yes. listen to when I'm working out it keeps me going on the treadmill yeah um but otherwise like you know being from Illinois. Um, I'm a big Wilco fan. You know, Jeff Tweedy is one of my favorite favorite artists. He's actually originally from the district I represent. Mm-hmm. He's from Belleville, cool. uh, Illinois. Um, but I think a lot of people associate Wilco with Chicago. Yeah. Um, so it just depends on the mood. But, uh, you know, it's so nice now that COVID is over. I went to my first live show actually in Washington when I was there for a uh, legislative session um, and got to see Jenny Lewis. Uh, which is a great, great singer, performer, but it's just yeah. so nice that we can get back to those things. Yeah. This is a little bit funny, but do you play Wordle? No, I don't. I know. I never joined okay. the Wordle I craze. just started like about a month ago. So I just, it I think it's, it's kind of addictive. It's sort of like a fun thing to do in the morning when you wake up. I just thought like it takes like 10 minutes, but it's, yeah. a, and, and so I just, I like to, I'm pushing it now because I'm enjoying it. Do you, yeah. is there any like game, like I like a lot of games and I play with my kids. Hmm. So 
Is there um, a board game or a card game that stands out as something special? Well, I'm always a, I love the classic Uno card game. Yeah. I have a niece and two nephews. My um, they are each now at the age where they can enjoy a good competitive Uno game. <laughs> um, and I feel like as Midwesterners, we always like our card games. So that's yeah. probably the go-to. I love that game. I yeah. played a lot with my kids. Yeah. Um, favorite color. Um, I would say, you know, my favorite color is blue. I would be specific. Actually, it's kind of like a peacock blue. Okay. That's what I would say. It's bright. It's, it's, it's optimistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any hobbies? Oh, hobbies. You know, I'm trying in this first eight months since taking this job, it's really kind of settling in and finding the time. I will say drawing boundaries has been difficult. I am somebody who likes to say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order to find time for hobbies, I have to say no. Um, mm-hmm. I like to try to read. I'm reading right now a book. Um, it's not super uplifting, but I think it is important. It's called Poverty by America, but it actually really outlines a lot of some of the challenges around our economy and, uh-huh. and how we tackle some of these bigger challenges, you know, and not to talk about policy, but just one that I feel really, and they talk about this in the book, is the child tax credit is something I've become really passionate, passionate about. about and. So I do try to read. I probably should find like an easier summer beach read than yes. uh, just something as I, dense I know, as Colleen reading. Colleen Hoover might be a little lighter than that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, where in the world would you like to travel that you haven't been? Yeah, Asia. Even okay. so I would. I have all never of Asia. been. Yeah, all of Asia. I mean, I've never been. I, I would love to go to uh, Vietnam, mm-hmm. Cambodia. I've heard fantastic things about Cambodia in particular. Um, I, I just Thailand. I I really have not embarrassingly been anywhere in Asia. So hoping to get to go. Yeah. Sometime soon. Yeah. Um, do you have a quote or a mantra, something that you live by that maybe somebody, mm-hmm. you know, insp- who inspired you to be in the in this world but or in the political world yeah. or just person that you've read about that just like you kind of think back, yeah, that's like a good one for me. Well, so I will admit, Liz, I love Brene Brown. So, I do too. yeah, so she always quotes the, you know, the, the man, I like to say the woman in the arena, Theodore Roosevelt's speech about yeah. the importance of, um, you know, the credit shouldn't go to the people that are throwing the shade from the stands. It's really the person that's in the middle that has the guts to be there to fight it exactly. out and has, um, you know, lost some, won some, yeah. um, been injured, but is still there and still fighting the fight. And I, um, if I get down or lose kind of my way, I think kind of going back to his speech um, is really motivating yeah, and and uh, I'll just say that I agree mm-hmm. because it, you know I also think about like when you do get down, what is it that brings you back up? Is the is that speech? But it, what do you do? Sometimes like just take a moment, and just go. Okay, I need a break. I need to go and do my big walk, and then yeah. I'm gonna be okay on the other side. You just kind of have to push yourself through it. You do, and I think you know one of the things when I was first running, Speaker Emerita Pelosi always says this is knowing your why. And so I think in this job, it is really important to always remember your why, even after you've been elected and every day after that, because, um, you know, it's a, it's not an easy 
job. It's not an easy environment or easy culture. But if you want to make a difference, which really, quite frankly, that if I could summarize it just very simply, I just want to make a difference for the communities in Central and Southern Illinois that gave me this opportunity to represent them. Um, And making a difference looks different in different communities because every community has a different need. But that's my why. And so when you do get down or you do kind of struggle is I think going back to that purpose um, can get you out of bed. Yeah. And I'll tell you what my favorite Brene Brown. uh, Yeah. And I may have, I, I say this often, my kids and I, we say this and it's choose discomfort over resentment. Yeah. And what I love is like we get into places that are really tough, but we still can push through mm-hmm. and um, make a decision because if we don't and we keep our mouths shut or we don't change, we're going to end up resenting it. And That's then right. you go to that point where it really it, it really you. hurts you inside yes. because you're just like, ugh, I didn't say anything. Yeah. So that um, I'm a big Brene Brown uh, follower, yeah. but that one is a big one for me, that, yeah. that statement. So I love that. Um, so now we're going to play this game, which we call Kiss, Mary Trash. Okay. Some people know it um, with different names, but yes. you're going to pick it's the thing you up. would kiss, the thing you would marry, and then third place, the thing you'd trash. Okay. And <laughs> okay. you can just list them or you can, you can give some, uh, ex- reasons why. Yeah. Um, they're easy. Okay. Okay. Um, ping pong, bowling, miniature golf. Ping pong, bowling, miniature golf. Yes. Um, I would marry miniature golf. Okay. I would, uh, wait, wait, it's ping pong. Bowling, miniature golf. Okay. Um, I think I might kill ping pong and kiss bowling. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like them all though, actually. I don't I have any hostility Sorry, you have to rate them. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my rating. Okay. Yeah. Chocolate chip cookies, ice cream, or apple pie? Ooh. Um, yeah, again, don't hate any of these. <laughs> um, but I feel like I would marry apple pie. I just, especially if you could add the ice cream to the apple oh, pie, see, maybe there a combo you go. answer. Are you in politics, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but who doesn't, I mean, kiss chocolate chip cookie for sure, like anytime. So you don't have to trash anything. We've just saved you from trashing I'm positive, it. That's perfect. Liz. Yeah, yeah, I like go. it. Um, seasons, summer, mm. spring, winter. So I'm from the Midwest. I am. Um, I prefer the cold to the August hot okay. in Washington D.C., which is very jungly hot. Yeah. It's very hot and humid. Um, so I would say I would marry the fall. Mm-hmm. The fall was one, right? Yeah. All four, yeah. Uh, marry the fall. I would kiss the spring. And I don't know, maybe k- kill the summer. I just only because of this new gig, like this job that I it's have, really and it's really hot these I days. And then the earth is kind of on fire now with summer. Now we have all of these places that have over a hundred degree summer days regularly. Yeah, I'm just it not makes a hot. It, it's a hot. It's hot. It's, yeah. Okay. Um, if you were gonna relax, and I know it's hard for you to find mm-hmm, that, you just mm-hmm, explain that. But mm-hmm. Netflix, reading, meditating. Ooh. Uh, Mary meditating. I think that will serve you well, like long term in so many aspects of your life. Um, uh, reading, yes. Um, would kiss reading. Um, and then what was the other one? Netflix. Oh, I would trash say anything. I would trash. Yeah, I've been saying kill, not yeah. It's trash. I mean. I, there are some redeemable shows, but I don't watch a lot of television, watch a lot of to be honest. So okay. I'll say trash Netflix. Okay. 
Um, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, um, I'm a big. I believe breakfast is the is an important meal. So merry breakfast. Okay. Uh, dinner, I would probably trash just because I. You know what's so funny is sometimes in this new role, I will find that I can go like almost a day without eating if I start the day with food because the day gets so busy and you just go, go, go. And you're at a reception or you're at a dinner and I'd rather be talking to people than eating. And not having like stuff in your teeth, teeth, which is crazy, yeah. Which which happens. So I guess I would trash dinner because I think it's probably the meal I go the most without. Um, Yeah, and then I guess kiss lunch okay um this one i liked this one is a really tells a lot about a person yeah pastas fusilli penne spaghetti oh oh um okay i would say um gosh this is really hard <laughs> um so my favorite dish that my dad makes me is his vodka penny pasta dish okay. he has been making vodka penny pasta Sounds sauce good. well before it was on every italian right. um menu so i would say mary penny because just because okay. my dad makes this fantastic dish i guess uh trash roselli only because spaghetti i'm like kind of a classic girl so like spaghetti yummy yeah Okay. You can't go wrong with any of them. Nope. Good sauce, whether it's your dad's vodka yes. sauce or just a good uh, tomato marinara. That's what really makes Pomodoro. the pasta. Yeah. Do not Do you agree with that? Oh, or I is love the it. noodle the most important? I think it's just the best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to now come to the last question. Mm. And, and you talked a little bit about it in the beginning okay. about kindness. Yeah. But my last question that I ask everybody is about joy. Oh, yeah. And I want to know what you think is joy. Yeah what brings you joy Mm. and the idea of if you are joyful whether it's personally career community how you can spread that to others because i feel like whatever energy we spread that's positive has really a ripple effect that then can become waves out it does that's so lovely liz and so true what brings me joy um i would say are kind of probably some of the simpler pleasures so what I mean by that is it could be spending time with my niece going to just her swim meet and being there to support her and know that she's really nervous and getting to talk to her before she Mm -hmm. gets in the pool Um, or it can be um, I get to visit with some of my constituents that honestly in some parts of this district are in some of the more underserved I represent East St. Louis some communities that have had some very systemic generations long challenges um and just being able to be in the community and this happened to me last weekend hold someone's hand and listen to them and know that they feel like they've been heard and that i'm going to try to do everything i can to help just that connection i can't tell you that you know me alone can change everything about the outcome of what we're trying to work toward. Actually, I can answer that question. Me alone, I will not be able to, yes. but it's working together with other people that you can really make a difference. But so I think it is just spending quality time with people, showing up, listening, having people feel <clears throat> heard, I think is really important. And you can tell when you have. Yeah. And so that brings me joy. Yeah. Um, and um you know i i think that that i think that carries 
through and I think that carries forward and hopefully is contagious because if you're joyful and you're creating more joy I think that's what you're saying Liz is yeah. that then that gets spread yeah and that's what we need more of we certainly do yes we certainly do we do and I want to thank you oh. because uh, you are a kind person but you are passionate and mm-hmm. you are going to be that woman in the arena yes um, for all that you can do for others and I just want to thank you and thank you for being here and thank, thank you for the hard work because it isn't always easy but um, I understand why it is important and, and I'm happy that it does bring you joy. Hi, it's Liz. Please join me every Tuesday for coffee to talk about heart and humanity with our elected leaders. Ciao.